Hello, everyone. Welcome to the bonus show for the month of June 2019. This is There Will Be Dungeons bonus edition. We do a 30-minute show every month for those who support us at therewillbedungeons.com. And you know who you are because you're getting this the same day we're recording it, which is today on January 20, or sorry, June 29th, 2019. <laughs> for those who don't support us, you're getting it a week later and you're thinking to yourself, man, I sure wish I got this sooner. Well, that's all you got to do is go support us over there. Everybody at every level gets it. Just check it out over at therewillbedungeons.com today. Uh, joining me, of course, Bo, John, Kristen, Kyle, and myself, and we're going to go. Uh, Kristen, you usually got a big old sloth of questions. You want to want to just kick them off and let's go? Let's do it. All right. First one, Bo, I, f- I just want to say thank you, fans, for keeping track of these days because I know I'm trying to but failing. Trying to keep spoilers out so this may be a bit vague. Part of the deal with Katopal Praith was a 1,000-day clock with big jumps like three months. How many days are left? <laughs> we're still about 90% to 80% of the time. I don't have an exact figure. Really? I okay. can figure out an exact figure, but I don't I haven't been keeping the rundown. Clock. That that brings up a good question. So in a lot of D&D sessions people play just with their friends or whatever. Yeah. Uh there's plenty of opportunities to do weird math, right? Like, okay, well, we got to figure this out. And when you're in that setting, no big deal. This guy's munching on Cheetos. That other guy's sort of half listening to what that dude has playing on his radio over there or whatever. Everyone's just kind of, you know, at a table doing their thing. But because we're on air, we're doing this live, people are watching us do it. Uh, is that weird, Bo, when you, when you have to do? Because sometimes you've had to do math. Does that feel uh, like a, a, a weird thing or do you feel like you're more rushed because you're on the air or whatever? I just wonder if that's a if that's a feeling you get. Um, sometimes I am. Like if it's very precious and not high impact, you know, we'll, we'll come to quick conclusions. Mm-hmm. But I like things like today where we're digging up the hole. I'm like, man, I want to know how many minutes. So it'll take all the airtime we need to figure out how many minutes does it take to molder a runoff and a hole. So yeah. Plus, it that just was, depends. That was fun. Like, I liked Math Tunnel. I was like, we'll take all the time we have to because there's this kind of tension about will we succeed or won't we based on what the formula tells us mm. and then how we can tip the scales in our favor with other math. I like that kind of stuff. Mm. But when it comes to things like how many days are left, because I've given you a lot of time, like the deal's pretty generous. He's not like, get it done in two weeks. You know. There's some tension there. I imagine in the future, maybe it will be. There's 10 days left. Better get to it. <laughs> but we have a lot of time right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you guys level up and try to face what is potentially either the big bad or maybe he's the big friend. Seems to be a pretty good guy. Hmm. I mean, you've had established trade relations with him. Maybe it's about, you know, invalidating the deal with Katobal Prey. Uh, in lieu of the other things. Whatever you guys decide, there is a clock, and it's fun to put the clock on it. At the same time, I'm not making you guys worry about the clock. And uh, yeah, so I, right. I, and I'm not too worried about it either. Cool. Awesome. We're done. I find myself wondering what the party and story would be like if Stanley was more assertive. Is there a reason you're keeping him relatively passive, sometimes aggressive? Uh, Yeah, I think think that Stanley makes a lot of really bad decisions uh, as has, has made a lot of really bad decisions. Uh, his character at the beginning, I had a real clear idea of what I thought he would be. 
and I just don't think the character as I originally thought he would be would gel with this party. Um, I think it would be because he was gonna he's just gonna be ba a bad idea machine, and uh, we've got a lot of that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I I think properly role played. I don't think it's that people throw out really bad ideas or anything. I think you know everybody in this group is very smart, but you know Kyle's gonna role play Varel. And Varel is going to do what Varel is going to do. And it's the right decision for Varel. That doesn't mean it's the smart decision for the party. Um, and so I, I think I kind of walked him back a little bit. And then I think the other thing that happened is we got very involved in character storylines. And I didn't do it right away. But I think as it became clear that, you know, the, the Tiet Kala stuff was going to be kind of Hope's story, um, I think I... I sort of intentionally walked that back. Like, I, I, I think it's important to participate and not just go, well, I have no, you know, onus on this story. I'm done. But I think it's also important to let people, when a story is going to really matter to their character and tie to their character, feel like they had some agency and not have somebody bullying in and go, no, we're going to do it my way. So um, definitely as we've been more involved in, you know, Hope and Pharrell stories, I, I think it's it's important that they feel like they're making decisions that they get to make and there isn't somebody jumping in and taking over that. Perfect. Fair enough. And Scott, do you roll a die and consult a chart for how Nash will respond to any given event? No, at all, not at all. I feel like they're asking that knowing that I would never do that. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, it's everything I ever do is purely based on what I think Nash as a character would do um, and in the moment. So Blood and bone! Yeah. <laughs> Blood and bone. Like, it's never like, oh, I wonder what he'd do. Let me think about that thing he did that one time. Like, a lot of times I'll even forget what I've done previously and I'll surprise people. Like, John will, you know, forget that I, or, he, or I'll, I'll be really nasty about something and then suddenly I'm being very nice about something. Well, why is that? Well, because Nash is, Nash behaves differently depending on who he's having to deal with. If it's something new with kids, he's kind of a softie for that. So he wants to protect them and, and not let others take advantage of him. If it's, you know, some douchebag that we're fighting, then I'm less likely to care. And so I might be a little, you know, meaner or whatever. But it's always based on what I think Nash will do. I think we all do that to some degree. We just kind of think about what our characters would do. But I really like riffing off of Bo's direction um, and world and and figuring out what Nash would do in it. Like when we finally decided to go dragon form and get up in the air and, and, and calm everybody down because now they see that something they worship is telling them to, you know, to do something. The, my natural inclination was to do exactly what I did, which is, that's out of that's fish out of water for Nash. He's not a great performer. He doesn't think about anything other than let's just get the work done and get out of here. So for him going, yeah, so, you know, whatever I said, forget about the shots, the gunshots, pretend those didn't happen. Like all that that way of talking and, and Stanley getting frustrated and saying, get your, get your ass down here is totally, in, in my opinion, key, in keeping with Nash. I also think it makes for a lot of fun and entertaining moments. So, you know, that's why he behaves the way he behaves. Yeah, Varel, uh, pardon me, Kyle, but would Varel consider wielding the family weapon that Bamie and Sir used? 
It's not made of metal, so no fear from the principal. And perhaps since Baby was known as a demon slayer, a.k.a. Chicken Lord Hunter, perhaps part of his skills were from the weapon that might have a modifier to slay demons and could be useful in the Purple Sands. Bo maybe knows more. Yeah, I was aware of the gift that was sitting before me with a, not only that, a dragon bone uh, polearm, which is awesome. But it did fail in combat, and she was infested. And that means it's the weapon of a loser, a failure. Uh, It's a weapon of defeat, and Varel would not wield it. I mean, that's that sounds great. It 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 might have come in handy versus the Tyrannosaurus Rex, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure it would. <laughs> it's got special T Rex killing powers. Also, I really love grappling Basically. with Varel, and I I kind of love that stuff. So I do Hope. tend to abandon weapons faster than others. Hope's on the that's, right path. Yeah. Uh, and for me, how did it feel firing that rocket? It felt like a breath of fresh air because I'm in video games. I'm one of those. You save the best thing for last and never use it. So luckily there was a moment and it felt great. No regrets. Live every day like it's your last. Oh, we should we yeah. should help Hope ask questions so that Hope gets questions. Oh, oh yeah, we should do that. More. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I haven't figured I'm out how to you did that. Of, no, that was great. Come out in there <laughs> without being like. Yeah, Kristen. Yes, Kristen. <laughs> yeah, just throw it in. Why not? Well, what we should do is send future Kristen to ask. There yeah, we go. Get, uh, wear glasses or have a white robe. You'll be all set. <laughs> uh, Bo, the Battle of Razak Val reminded me of a time when Varel would tire of words and encourage burning it down, but we never got to that point. Burning it would kill the worms, and it's mostly dirt and rock caves that could be rebuilt. And the lizards seem to respect fire, perhaps a cleansing with the new fang. But were you pushing to give Varel the second chance to fully live out the old slave town days? I mean, yeah, Omnom is my um, dedication to Varel. It didn't didn't start out that way, but I keep making characters and situations that are like, I don't like this. And I'm like, there's got to there's got to be a lizard folk that he can relate to. And it's going to be one of these guys. And I didn't know who it was. So, yeah, I'm. You know, when when Omnom's like, let's just tear off their faces. It's a simple solution. Like, why do we got to do medical exam? Like, what what are even medical examinations? Like, it just seems nonsensical. And that to me is like channeling with Pharrell's logic as much as I could. So I'm kind of happy how we ended up. Uh, I kind of thought Omnom would be more of a villain because of how he was. And I was pleasantly surprised how much you guys liked him versus say, oh, I don't know. I mean, at the time, you didn't know the Zarks were bad, but, you know, people like uh, Tyrion, so I figured Mirian would be, like, a favorite, and he just didn't end up being liked. Um, and I realized that Varel did not like anything that had to do with what he saw going on with politics and relationships and the sort of elite class that was kind of built up. So Omnom was sort of my... Uh, turned he Kyle was my inspiration for Omnom for the most part and still is. Well, I, I think it's maybe a little bit safe to say that you know obviously Kyle had his expectations for lizard folk, but I think we all kind of did. And mm-hmm. so I think you know maybe unspoken we were all going there and we're all gearing up and we're like yeah it's going to be a bunch of real straight shooter you know kind of direct talk action first kind of people. 
And then we met Miriam and it was just like, no, you're awful. And it was funny because I think everybody, even people who maybe would be more inclined to listen to him were like, no, this isn't what I expect. Mm -hmm. And that could be because you have to enter Razakval in a situation where it's in need of help, not where it's perfect. Like, I assume, you know, if Kyle shows up, everything's great. There's no plot. You know what I mean? Like, there's also, everyone's just straightforward. They hunt. They don't mess around. They're unsentimental about everything. So, clearly, you would know immediately, I think, that something was amiss right away. Either something's attacking or it isn't. There's no room for, like, intrigue and secret worms and things like that. So, so I felt, I was like, oh, maybe I went too far. And then I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Omnom was was is was the um, what's the word for it? Redemption, the redemption arc. Oh. I really miss guy. um. Uh, Diptak though. I think Diptak was my one of my favorite characters you've ever done. Should have stopped him before he got <laughs> killed. <laughs> we don't they, say favorite character. He yeah. was sort of provoking Orp. There was a moment. Hey, I was trying to lemon tree that whole room as hard as I could. Yeah, yeah and, and eventually we did it anyway. Yeah. Uh, relating to the whole Varel thing, Kyle, considering the current state, would Varel prefer, possible or not, to restore what is there, or slash and burn and start over? Oh man, I've been trying to come up with that answer. It's, I think the Billy of the Hills thing is perfect for Varel. He's clearly out of water, and I love that you did that to him, Bo, but man, like, Varel is such a love letter to fantasy D&D, where you show up and everyone's like, Hero, please help me! Oh, you're so great! Take our gold! And then, then you win the day in the Hamlet, and they're like, you must meet our king! And the king is like, you've done very well here today! And... So... <laughs> yeah, we picked the wrong setting for that. <laughs> yeah, but Varel acts in that way, and I love butting heads with the campaign in that way. So I don't know how he restores order, particularly if there's a population squish. I think we end up all in Tiatkala and leave the failure of the Citadel to rot out in the wastes. I mean, a lot can happen between now and then. We don't know. Tiatkala might not be there anymore either. It depends on your, whether you succeed or not. At least Tiatkala as a baseline serves as something to save where people are grateful. But you're right. It's so unusual that when Follow today, I can't remember. When of you made a comment? Maybe it was even Nash. Hmm. Like, shouldn't he be grateful? And I was like, oh, yeah, he probably would be impressed. Like, it didn't even occur to me till one of you mentioned it. And then as I was role playing, like, that was really awesome what you did. Thank you for helping us. I believe in you. I was like, this feels weird. I haven't, <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time. I haven't done, I haven't done, said things like this very often. I'm like, this is, I felt like very out of water. I was like, I guess I'm just going to be complimentary. Um, it was funny. So you're, you're I think right. that was one of my, like, kind of, it dawned on me moments was when we fought, uh, what's her name? The Medusa. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we fought her, there was this moment where she's like, so I'm going to tell you to go do this and you're going to do this and you're going to serve me. And Stanley said a little bit in his speech that started the fight, but it was like, wait a minute, everywhere we go, people are like, you're nothing, you're nobody, work for us, work for us. And we've <laughs> killed every single one of them. Like, 
No, it's time for somebody to listen to us for once. And uh, I think that's I think that's a fun theme to watch that progression for the party. I'm hoping that changes as we get to higher and higher levels and you become legends. Yeah, to walk into town. Everyone knows who you are already. Yeah. And this like, uh, mm-hmm. I like confetti. It's confetti party. <laughs> uh, as we walk into town. Yes. All right. Uh, this one's for everyone. Does anyone have any plans to possibly multi-class in future levels? Or is everyone just sticking to their 20 as is? Oh, geez. I mean, I can, I, out, I can out two people. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Out them. Out them, Bo. I dare you. Well, John is constantly flirting with the notion of multi-classing. Uh-huh. And I think we had a Slack conversation that is... About the length of War and Peace, Um, (laughs) finding out the benefits, and all it took was one thing. I'm like, I need one thing from you if you're going to. Can I can I share what your thoughts are? Yeah, you can. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to speak here, but he John was flirting with cleric because we don't have a healer, and it seems like the cleric in this world and campaign is probably the most OP class. Now that we've played it for a while, I'm like, you can heal all the diseases, clean all the Mm -hmm. bugs, like. It's re- it would be really good in this world. People would you know would give you money and gold for all of your services. No problem. You're helpful. So he's been flirting with the notion of cleric for years, and then I just said, "But you have to believe in a god." Like, and he's like, "But yeah. can I be an atheist cleric?" And I'm like, "I didn't." Okay, hold on. Not, hold on. Didn't I didn't say, didn't say atheist cleric, but yes, that was the that was the dividing line because for Stanley, like you know, Stanley is is too smart for his own good sometimes and for him to all of a sudden be like yeah i'm i'm down with a god like that's a that's a big stretch for him and you know we've seen so i'm glad bo asked the question because i think it led to a more interesting decision which was to not multi-class but start trying to examine faith and what that is because we are in a place where we know that demons exist and therefore we probably can make a good assumption that gods exist and what does that look like to somebody who typically wouldn't give that the time of day and i think stanley was in the perfect position to to kind of flirt with the notion that i think if he had dove in with both feet it would have been i don't think it would have been very realistic and i i like this a lot better yeah it's, it's it's been an interesting story, and it's been interesting to see what you do with Malhaya, the uh, fish bird. And the I can out the other one. I think it's recent though, but I think Kyle is barbarian's pretty simple class, and Kyle's a complicated man with complicated needs, and he's taken on the challenge. <laughs> but I think it wears on him every level. He's like, oh, I just get this one <laughs> tiny little thing. Okay, then I'm I, I'm. I guess I'm supposed to say I'm satisfied, but it's like... I mean, they're great like, things, they're advantage and stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of This level's just an choices. ASI, so everyone gets an ASI, but the spellcasters are like, what's my new OP spell at the highest level I can pick? So they're often getting something pretty neat, and the barbarian's like, you can run 10 feet faster and add a couple of points to your, your initiative or something like that, and you're like, okay, I guess that's all it is. Yeah, so I feel like it can be a big jump taking a level one. Even some of the level one classes have give you a lot of just cool RP options. They don't even have to be like complicated. Um, so I know you're flirting with it too, but it's from a different place. John is very like, what's my lore? What's my story? 
And how do I heal my team who keeps getting lots of damage? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh, this is, I wish leveling up was more exciting. <laughs> I, I, well, that's my impression. Yeah. And, and the class I flirt with is Paladin because I want to smite things. I mean, Varel already feels like he gets fed up with stuff, but I don't have the tools to say, this is evil. Here's extra power in my attack to make it so. Uh, light destroy you all. And it would be a good fit because you are closely connected to a god. Fushi yeah. blesses you with the power you have now. So there's nothing wrong with doubling down and being a religious warrior uh, in the name of the dragon gods. I think. I think it'd be pretty cool. But you take an oath. And I know. When, when Nash, and especially Hope, when Hope's like, let's gut this MFR. Like, <laughs> like, this is against my oath. I can't let you do it. Like, you know. Well, that's just part of the group dynamic. Like like the, uh, what was it, last episode where I'm like, I'm Varel. I'm going to have some ideas of how to find worms, but surely someone in the other group would have a less chaotic neutral idea on how to find these worms. <laughs> so I will present my view and one of them will catch the drift. Yeah. Does anyone have detect magic or detect good and evil? Please, and then, I have uh, neither. Cornerstone, but, uh, cornerstone, yeah. cleric, and, and paladin spells. All right, but speaking of the worms, how much of the Dolopopio chaos infestation was in the works before the heroes got there? Was slash would orp have been infected? I realize this is pretty recent stuff, but it's on my mind right now. Uh. I mean, Dolopopio's been in existence since the start of this arc. And yes, Dolopopio is a lord of madness, which means he doesn't... There's been a big conversation in Discord about this. Uh, I think a lot of evil lords are like, oh, I know the most efficient way to assassinate the leader and then defeat evil. And weir lords are like products of their nature in this extreme godlike way. So they have to do things inefficiently because it satisfies them to do it that way. So Dolopopio, having planting his seeds everywhere and tormenting his prey, is part of all of it. And so definitely Orp and the lizard folk and all of this business was part of the plot from the beginning. Creepy. So I I I just I love the eye stock thing. That was amazing. Yeah, that was really uh, good. Your body is a canvas for Dolopopio's art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a john carpenter kind of way yeah right and question for Bo and nash during the contract with katoba praith nash goes through a vision discovering his dragon engine heart and is guided by a little girl through the solar mines we never learned much about that girl and i was wondering if she looks like follow's daughter Ooh. uh okay so i can tell you what my impression is that's the first time i've thought of that that question is the first time I'm, it's made me think of that um, because up till now I just figured he's, she's got the cut ears. That's some kind of John thing because she's formally, you know, she's clearly Elvin and they did something to her ears. So this isn't for me. Racist. Right, right. I know. Elf, that's John. Yeah, that's John. <laughs> but now that you say it, I wonder, like, is there something there? I don't know. I have no idea. I would like to figure out what all that was. I I end up being the one with the dreams that never really get resolved so much. Um, 
I shouldn't say that. Maybe everybody does, but my dreams never seem to have a resolution. There's a lot of mystery around them. So I wouldn't mind finding out what her deal was, why she was in that dream, why we were rushing through the solar mines, like what that was about. I don't, I still don't know. So maybe we'll find out. This girl's been pretty quiet. She hasn't really made a peep. So I, don't I mean, know. she doesn't recognize you. Right. So that, that didn't come up today. I think this question was asked beforehand. Right. And um, I think you would, I think I, I might have underlined something like that. I don't think it's the same girl. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. There's your answer then, I guess. It's not the same I mean, girl. but you can roll on your table and tell us what you think. Yeah. I mean, when you, so when you, that actually brings up another question. This might kill the rest of our time. I'm not sure, but. Um, no, no, go for it. If you, uh, Bo, when you create a, a story beat that's like that, like here's a dream that someone had and now we're off to normal stuff and now you got to, you know, think about it later. Do you always have those planned out? Like you know what you're going to do with them, uh, that you're going to either resolve stuff? them. Yeah, dream stuff. Um, It depends. If it's something narratively like we've involved you in a bit, yes, I definitely prepped it. But the pixie blush, pixie blush incident in Slave Town was like was not planned. <laughs> that was definitely improvised. Uh-huh. Um, so it just depends on on whether or not uh, I know in advance it's coming. I suppose, but okay. we kind of cut it out with the dreams because it's we don't have a lot of time to play, and it can be very disruptive having everyone sit out for an extended period. Right, because so, that's usually a headphones off thing, and and I feel like um, the dreams and the the incidents you had were a product of you not knowing you have a, a dragon metal heart. Now that you know it, you don't you can channel it through your magic and through your transformation. So, you know, you haven't really had an episode. The time travel thing is separate. That's not you having a seizure. <laughs> right. It's that's just other. It's another thing entirely. So okay, yeah. all right. Awesome. And then a final one for Bo here. Did Hope's red wedding moment make you change a bunch of stuff to get to this point of chaos? Or yes. was that always the yes. goal and her actions fell yes. on the cross? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the answer. Wow. Just straight yes. up yes. All right. Yes. You f- me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Scott. So Please mark fun. that. That's all right. I marked it. It's all good. Uh, well, I'm very happy to. I'm very happy that that happened. That's the pleasure of the game. So yeah, it's fun. Sometimes that's how those things work out. All right, that brings us to the end of the thing. Thanks everybody. Uh, these 30 minutes go very fast uh, while we're sitting here trying to make some extra stuff for you because you support us over at ThereWillBeDungeons.com. Please keep it up. We love you all, and we can't bring you. Uh, can't wait to bring you the next chunk of content and the rest of this season coming up soon. So check it out each and every time we record. Uh, thank you everybody for being here Bo, John, uh, Kristen, Kyle, myself for all of you I hope you have a fantastic week we'll see you next time